Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are listening to Calvary Live. I'm your host for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figgs, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you today. And as we uh, get to talk about the things of the Lord, uh, you get to call in and ask questions Uh, about your Bible reading or Christian living or some of the things that we see around us. What's our Christian worldview concerning those things? Uh, Also, I'm here to take prayer requests, and and we all need prayer. So it would be a blessing for me, an honor for me to to just pray with you and uh, take those prayer requests before the throne of grace in time of need as Hebrews declares that you and I as believers that we can do that. So you heard the number just a minute ago, 303-690-3000 the number to call to be on the air. And this really is you, uh, the listener, your show. Um, you get to be a part of Calvary Live. You're the one that makes this program. And it's always a blessing for me to be here to try to bring clarity and understanding uh, to any questions you might have as we search the Scriptures together to encourage you in any way that I can, to pray with you and for you. And so give me a call. Lines are open right now, 303-690-3000. I pray you're having a blessed day. All of you who are listening live and uh, Grace FM all along the Front Range and Pueblo and uh, Fountain and Colorado Springs and then uh, in northern Colorado, 89.7 from the metro area, actually from Castle Rock up through Denver and Longmont and Boulder and Fort Collins and Greeley up into southern Wyoming. So i uh, love to be able to um, just uh, answer any questions that you might have and uh, be able to uh, bless you and, and answer your questions the best I know how. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. There is another means for you to be able to uh, ask a question or give a prayer request, and that is uh, the text line that we have dedicated for that, and that is 720-336-0897. Let me give that number again, 720-336-0897. I'll be repeating these numbers throughout the program, so uh, if you are uh, perhaps getting the kids a snack or maybe uh, you're in the car picking up kids or maybe at work or wherever you are, taking a walk in the park. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. I'd love for you to be a part of the program. Also, I want to welcome all those on the East Coast, Truth FM and Hope FM. And uh, as you're listening, you too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, or text line at 720-336-0897, and uh, be a part of the program. You will be a week delayed if you call in and ask a question, but then you get to listen to the program next week. So somebody will answer that phone. Love for you to to call. We love it when you guys on the East Coast call in and be a part of the show. Uh, So blessed to be a part of your lives as well. So let's go to Luke in Fort Collins on line one. 
Uh, hi, Jeff. Luke, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I just had a question on Esther. I was reading, and it's probably a cultural reason that I don't understand, but why did she invite uh, the king and Haman to a feast twice before she made a request? Like, she invited them, had a feast. I said, what's your request? She goes, did you come to another feast? And basically did it again. So I just wasn't quite sure why why that was she did that. You know, it, it could be that, um, and I'm trying to... Do you know exactly um, Esther's banquet in Chapter 5 you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, and um, as we look at that, I believe she's just kind of setting things up. It probably is partly a cultural kind of thing um, as she's having that uh, banquet. And, uh, you know, she's um, actually, you end up reading, um, you know, she makes a request for the first banquet, and um, and she's setting that up, and then she's going to set it up to where she's able to expose his evil plot, um, you know, uh, against um, Mordecai. So, um, so maybe that's what it is. So, um, definitely, she she's preparing herself to be able to tell the king, because you know, for her to go in front of the king, just show up and say, "Hey, this guy's a troublemaker." We know. That her life would be in danger in doing that, right? Um, yeah. Just to just to show up in front of the king, the king actually um, was, um, you know, uh, had the power to say, "Hey, I didn't call for you," and so you know, he could have put her right. to death. So she's she's um, doing this, I think, wisely according to culture as well, um, making sure that uh, she has the ear of the king. Uh, his approval. Um, she's probably a little bit timid and a little bit afraid, but she goes ahead and um, and makes that banquet, and then uh, goes ahead and is able to talk to the king and and expose. I think it's on the, uh, the second banquet, though. The king says, "Ask anything up to half the kingdom, and I'll give it to you." I, I guess that's why right. where my question came from: is why would she not say, "Well, this is what's going on right then and there." Yeah, and and part of it is, you know, it's God's timing, but she didn't know at that time that she would have that kind of favor. Um, she's not quite sure, and remember that I think it's earlier in the book, um, it's been a little bit since I read it, that he hadn't asked for her for a while. Is that true? And um, so he hadn't asked for Esther, so she's even more kind of like, okay, is there something wrong? He hasn't asked for me. You, you know, am I um, in trouble here? So I think probably that response ended up being a surprise to her. Um, so, um, you know, Haman, he comes because he's overconfident. And he thinks he's going to be honored and all this other stuff. And, you know, you know the saying, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. He fell right into it. Right. All right. Thank you, so, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, good question. You know, good observations and, um, you know, good things to consider. But, you know, the, what I love, Luke, about Esther is, and I think it's a message for all of us, and, and just your questions and, and the whole story of Esther, how she was able to save the Jews um, as she went to the king and, and exposed um, Haman's plot and all of this. But, she, 
you know, it was uh, Mordecai that said, you know, you were here, you know, for such a time as this, right? And yeah. I, I believe that we as Christians, sometimes we find ourselves in a difficult situation. We find ourselves wondering, why am I in this place, this difficult place? And we're here for such a time as this, and us Christians, um, you, Luke, me, uh, all of us that are listening to Christians, to be a light in this dark time. We are here for such a time as this. So I pray that we would be sensitive to the leading of the Lord and how he wants to guide us and use us. And sometimes we get a little afraid, sometimes we're a little timid, but the Lord is the one that will see us through. So good question. Appreciate it, Luke. Thanks, sir. You bet. Have a great day. All right, let's go to Richie in Fort Diggs, New Jersey. How you doing, Jeff? Good, Richie. How are you? Good, sir. How are things over there in in New Jersey? Oh, well, today was a beautiful day. Even though the last couple days uh, was a little uh, cold, but uh, we had October weather today. It was in the 60s, so it was was quite pleasant Uh, today. I bet it's beautiful. Yes. Well, Jeff, my question is, I teach uh, CCD to a younger crowd, and, um, well, uh, to my surprise, one of my students um, had asked me uh, or had told me uh, uh, that they didn't believe in God because they couldn't see it. So um, couldn't who, may, who created God? Because I haven't seen him. So how would you address that to a younger crowd? I mean, to an older crowd, I can say it more spiritually and read the book of Genesis etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but to a younger crowd, how can I break it down to them and, and explain it so they could understand it? I, I think probably what comes to mind uh, right away is when Paul was writing uh, Romans chapter 1, uh, he says that because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by uh, the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhood, so that they were without excuse. So what Paul is saying is that that even creation testifies to everyone that there is a creator. And I think that fourth and fifth graders can really understand that, Richie. Uh, I think they can see the trees, the, the earth. And it's amazing because even at a young age, uh, maybe a little bit older, that um, they are going to be told, or they are being told, that there is no creator, um, that things evolved. And even at a young age, they're, they're hearing those things. They go to the museum. They hear that, you know, this fossil is millions upon millions of years old. Um, there's the absence of God uh, in the schools, in, in, in their lives. So I think that when we can talk to them that they can understand that, you know, the the trees and the ecosystems, and they don't understand those terms, but the animals are wonderfully made, and there was a wonderful designer, a creator, that shows us that he is all-powerful because he creates, and then he is also all-wise in the design of creation. So I, I think about that. Um, that we can kind of begin to prod them. Uh, Richie, one of the things that we do here at Calvary Chapel Greeley is we have a curriculum that is Answers in Genesis because we want our kids to understand, and we did a VBS. The whole theme was 
um, that God has created you, God loves you, and uh, he has a plan for you. That was the whole theme of Vacation Bible School. So to give them truth that God created them, there's this world that was created, and um, and uh, to to let them know that God loves them and, and uh, has a plan for them, sent his son to die for them. And so begin there. Begin with those things that they could begin to think about um, that God created the heavens and the earth. You there, All Richie? Right. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm here. I'm, yeah, I, uh, okay. Uh, I, it, here, I can, here's I the can thing. address it in that, that route as well. Okay. Yeah, here, here's the thing, Richie. It, it isn't like we can go into a laboratory and, and produce God. Right. <laughs> and, um, and we can talk about apologetics, we can talk about the canon of Scripture, we can talk about fulfilled prophecy, but I think to a young mind that somehow they know that there's a world out there that was created, and and to just begin in that simple kind of way, and, and then build from there. Because our kids are being told there is no God. Right, and, right, and I, that's the whole thing. I don't want to turn it. I don't want it to turn into a debate. You know, I want right. to teach them what's right and correctly, rather than debating. And you know, yeah, nowadays exactly. a lot of kids think they're entitled to things, and like you said, they're yeah. taught that there's no God. Yeah, and I think you're on the right track. I think you're on the right track, and just kind of going that way. And and um, I think it it would, um, you know, just try that and get their minds thinking. Okay. I appreciate that, Jeff. I really appreciate your time, sir. You bet. You bet, Richie. I appreciate your call. God bless you guys out there. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Good question that Richie asked, you know, is, you know, our kids are being told there is no God, and we want to be able to to get them thinking that there is a God. And so a very important topic, um, Romans 1 says that the creation around us, and, and this is not just for children, but this is for, for anyone, that there is a creator. And it testifies to everyone there's a creator. And um, I think sometimes as Christians, that Christians get duped in to thinking that we have to believe in evolutionary processes and all of that. Uh, but God created the heavens and the earth. I believe in the creation account of Genesis, uh, that he created the heavens and the earth in, in six days. And he's a wonderful creator, all-powerful, all-wise. And um, and so uh, we can declare that to others. Hey, we got all open lines. Um, so uh, we started out with a few calls. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call to grab one of those open lines. And um, to ask your questions, a couple good questions already, challenging questions. Text line is 720-336-0897. You are um, listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. And I love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, pray with you, uh, take you to the Word of God, talk about the things of the Lord, the things that are important to you. So grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. I just want to... um, to uh, pass along that, um, you know, in Wednesday nights, we are studying the book of Isaiah. And one of the things that Isaiah, um, now that I'm thinking a little bit about the conversation with Richie, is that Isaiah is pleading with his people that had turned to idol worship and false worship. And uh, 
you know, rebellion against God. And the Lord's coming back to them, particularly when you get in chapter 40, the second half of Isaiah. And the Lord is saying, I am the Lord, there is no other, and I'm the one that created the heavens and the earth. I'm the creator, and I have redeemed you, I have loved you, I have saved you, I brought you out of Egypt. Uh, All these things that, you know, the Lord is saying, pleading with them to look to me. And uh, but one of the main things that he says is that I am God that stretched out the heavens and the earth, and I am the creator. And those idols did not create you. Those idols are created, and it's foolish to turn to those idols. So uh, the Lord is always pleading with us, uh, and the creation around us testified that there's a wonderful creator, and he is so wonderful. He declares himself in the Bible, in the scriptures, and he declares salvation to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Well, let's continue with phone lines. Again, we do have some open lines, so grab one of those open lines, but let's go to Jesse in Commerce City. Jesse? Yes. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I am good. What can we do for you? I would like a prayer request. Um, a while back, you know, we started, I kept going to church. I've been going to church for uh, some good time now. And uh, I was going so by myself. And then my wife started going with me and my kids started going with me. And then we stopped going to church. And then I started going to church again. And I brought my wife again. And then just up maybe about two months ago, for one Wednesday service, we couldn't go. And then it just led on there. We couldn't go anymore. We didn't go anymore. And didn't go anymore. Right. And then um, uh, Sunday mornings we get up, try to go to church, and for some reason my wife does not want to go to church, and she does. She doesn't want to go to church, and she doesn't want me to go to church. So she'll okay. take her time getting ready so that we're late, so we won't go to church. Right. Is it? Um... Jesse, she just doesn't want to go playing. She doesn't want to go worship or be with the believers. Or, you know, is she willing to to try a church that um, maybe that uh, she might be interested in going to? Or she just you know, wants we, to... we've gone to uh, Aurora, Calvary Aurora, and she likes mm-hmm. that one. And I've also gone to the one right around my neighborhood. It's uh, Calvary Redemption, and when right. I mean, we still try to go, I get up, you know, get ready, get ready, and she just makes, drags her feet yeah. so that we don't go. I don't know what it is, but yeah. she doesn't want to yeah. go, but she doesn't want me to go either. You know, one of the things about going to church, and I want to encourage you, Jesse, is we know that Hebrews chapter 10 tells us that we are to not forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So the commandment is given to us that we are to be uh, in fellowship um, and we are to be gathering with other believers. But to encourage your wife, Jesse, that there is benefit and there is blessing in being in church, um, to to be fed the Word of God, to be with a group of believers. And it's very easy for us, because of the culture that we're in, to to not go because there's other things to do, there's football to watch, um, we can very easily isolate ourselves. And I would encourage her that that the Word of God declares that we're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And then just encourage her that there there is blessing, there is benefit, um, there is the um, edification of the saints, Ephesians chapter 5, 
um, and the uh, teaching of the saints that um, will be a blessing to you. But it does take a little bit of discipline to be able to do that. And so just keep praying for her. Uh, Calvary Redemption is a wonderful church. Uh, I know Pastor um, uh, Cody Cody King, and he will bless you. Um, They will love you there, and they will feed you, and you'll be fed the Word of God. So um, it's right there in your neighborhood. Um, They will be a tremendous blessing to you. Um, I really enjoy Cody, getting to know him lately, and uh, so um, I highly recommend it. Calvary Aurora, I always uh, recommend um, Calvary Aurora as well uh, because uh, Pastor Ed um, is a friend of mine. I so much appreciate him, his heart for ministry, his heart for people. You're going to be blessed, and the staff there, uh, you will be uh, served, and you will be loved. So just encourage your wife in those things and in those areas, and, and go. And and as you begin to go and start making it a priority, I, I think what happens is, you know, I talk to a lot of people on the radio uh, that they believe in the Lord, they listen to, you know, to Bible teaching, but they're not really in fellowship. And And the Lord doesn't want you to miss out. Um, and so I'll pray for you, Jesse, pray for your wife, but yeah, Calvary Redemption um, is going to be a blessing to you, and Calvary Aurora, or wherever the Lord leads you. Yes, yes. Okay? Okay. Can I pray for you? Please, please. Father, I pray for Jesse. I appreciate him calling, and um, it's easy for us to, to just stay at home and um, it's not a unique problem that he has. There's there are those I talk to that um, they they stay at home, they they um, isolate themselves or or whatever for whatever reason they may have. And I know that some people can't make it to church. And and um, but for Jesse, I hear his desire for him and his wife to be in fellowship, to be in church. That's commandment of scripture, and I pray that he would be able to encourage his wife to go that they would understand that there's blessing and benefit as they go to church, um, that it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that the Lord um, has you know, put together, the church, the body of believers. So we're not alone, so we can you know, be encouraged and prayed for and taught and edified in every way. So I pray that you be with Jesse. Pray for his wife, that you stir their hearts to get plugged in, um, to a good Bible-believing church, whether it's Calvary Redemption or whether it's Calvary Aurora, and that um, you would work mightily in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, thanks, Jesse. Hey, keep me Thank updated, you. okay? Okay, okay God bless you. Okay, 303-690-3000. we got a little bit of time before we go to the break. Leticia and Greeley. Leticia? Yeah, hello. Did, did I say that right? How are you, yes. Leticia? I'm fine. How, yes. How well, are you? You're on Calvary um, Live. Yes. Um, I had a prayer request. I'm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is my going on 21, 21 years as a teacher, and um, I have a new position in here in Greeley. I got that opportunity, but I'm asking for a prayer request because. It's really been been hard, so I'm kind of basing it off of, of right now when you were speaking about Esther, and that's what the Lord's been speaking to me, you know, for such a time as this, and, and 
I've had a lot of spiritual attack at the new position yeah. that I have, but as an intercessor in my church, I felt like the Lord was calling me to um, return to the city that I've always prayed for. You know, not just pray for it, but actually, you know, become involved and, and connected to the city. So mm-hmm. I began, um, you know, working in, in one of the schools here in Greeley, and um, yeah. it's just been really hard, and and um, I just need prayer for that, that the Lord Absolutely. keeps guiding me, covering me, and being with me when I'm in there, because even if it's just been two months, I can see His hand moving in that school, and I just love that about the Lord, even if I don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just love listening to you, and Leticia, thank you. Thank you for being a light in those schools, and it's needed. And um, I have a number of teachers that come here at the church, and I always remind the people to be praying for them. You are there to be a light, and you are there to be to be one that that's you know declares truth. And I know it's a hard atmosphere and difficult, but you are there for such a time as this. And what a blessing. What a blessing that you're there in those schools. But I know it's very hard and difficult. and want to pray for you, and, and you, you keep looking to the Lord. Let me give you this, um, this uh, uh, word from Psalm 61. And I'm going to pray for you, then we're going to go to break. But in okay. Psalm 61, David says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. It lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I thank you that she's here in Greeley. She's a light in that school, that you would bless her. She has a new position. It gets overwhelming. It gets hard. And, Lord, you said that when our heart is overwhelmed, that we can go to you and pray to you, and you will be a shelter and a strong tower, and we can abide in the tabernacle forever and trust in the shelter of your wings. Be a covering for Letisa, keep her safe, help her be a light, and for all the teachers that are listening and all the Christian teachers that are, are you know, in this community and along the front range, help them to be a light, and Lord, bless them and strengthen them in this day, for they are there for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Men. All right, Thank Leticia. You. Hey, you keep you. the good work, okay? Keep up the good work. Keep looking to the Lord. He'll strengthen you, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. It's wonderful. For you out there um, that are teaching, um, you know, God bless you guys. I know it's not easy. For you that are out there in the fields uh, working, those of you in the workplace, in the businesses, in the hospitals, uh, wherever you're at. It's such a wonderful, wonderful um, ministry that you have. One of the things that uh, I always wanted to put above the door, I've never done it, I don't know why, as people are leaving, is you are now entering into your mission field. And you do have a mission field, and um, but it's hard and it's difficult. And sometimes you feel like your hands are tied and and I love to look at the wonderful examples of Daniel when he was in Babylon or um you know Joseph before Pharaoh you know keep your integrity um and, and you just be a light and you can be a light by your countenance you can be a light 
by um, just uh, your speech and your behavior, all those things that people are going to see that you are different. And, and then as opportunity is given to you to be able to share with them the love of Jesus Christ or, or whatever the case may be. So um, I just I appreciate all the you who are out there um, that are just um, just being a light in, a, in the places that you're at. Don't be discouraged. Keep being a light. Hey, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back to Dan. Um, so, Dan, hang on. We'll be right back. And the other callers are holding on, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I do welcome you back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard the numbers. You can be a part of the show and call in and ask questions or text in a question or give a prayer request. But Dan's been waiting patiently. Let's go to Dan in Louisville. Dan? Dan, you with us? Dan in Louisville. Are you there? Dan had a comment um, about the DNA. Um, we were talking about creation and all of that, so hopefully we can get to you, Dan. Call back if we lost you or uh, whatever the case may be. So let's go ahead and try uh, uh, Lois in Aurora. Lois, Lois, yes. How are you doing? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Good. Uh, yes. My, my question today is uh, I've been studying a little bit about the situation beforehand, and I know that the gift or to speak in tongues is a gift from the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And right. a lot of different denominations teach a lot of different things concerning speaking in tongues. So my, mm-hmm. my question today is when an uh, elder or when someone is in front of the congregation and they happen to speak in tongues while they are speaking, say they are uh, reading from the, from the Word of God or while they're bringing forth a message and they happen to start to speak in tongues, isn't there supposed to be interpretation of those tongues? Yes, there is. And Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And and here's the thing. He says, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. Um, and he goes on and he says, He who speaks uh, or prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. So Paul begins to talk about those two gifts that um, as uh, he's picking up the conversation from the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, those gifts are listed there. 1 Corinthians 13, a more excellent way, that is love. Uh, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. Um, but he says, especially that you may prophesy. But then he gives the order of, you know, if tongues are used in a corporate setting. And, and he says that if it's used in a corporate setting, that there is to be order, 
um, in the service. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, at the most three, each in turn let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So um, here he's talking about there needs to be order in the church. If there is tongues that is given, it, there needs to be an, the, an interpretation. Now the interpretation is important too because he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. So it's going to be in praise, adoration to God. That's what we see in the book of Acts uh, as they were speaking in tongues on the uh, day of Pentecost or um, other times that they're uh, speaking adoration to the Lord, praise to God. So that's going to be a proper interpretation. Now here's the thing, uh, Lois, that that I don't quite get. I think that if the gift of prophecy uh, is going forth uh, and um, we're towards bringing edification and exhortation and comfort to men as prophecies to do, I don't quite understand why the Holy Spirit would interrupt that for tongues. Maybe he would, but there needs to be an interpretation. Paul talks about he'd rather have you know, five words in prophecy given that we can understand in 10,000 words in a tongue that we cannot understand. So that's what 1 Corinthians 14 talks about. Okay, so to go along with that, when I have this conversation with a lot of different elders, what they say is, well, what I end up saying is that on the day of Pentecost, when the tongues were first given, Everyone, even the people who were standing outside, understood in their own language. So everyone understood, even though they were speaking in tongues. So a lot of elders and a lot of different people, what they say is, the Spirit will give you understanding in what the tongues is saying. How true is that? Well, I I think that they're kind of missing a point on that. In Acts chapter 2, and just for the sake of the listeners who may not be familiar familiar with that chapter, you and I are, as when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers in Acts chapter 2, the day that the church was born, that, um, and I'm going to pull it up and read it, Um, so it says that um, suddenly there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, one sat upon them, and all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And, and there were those dwelling in Jerusalem, devout mound from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language, just like what you were saying. The, the people could hear the language that was being spoken by these Hebrews. These Hebrews did not know the language. Um, right. They, they, it's Pentecost. People from all over the world are coming so they recognize, you know, that hey, they're speaking, you know, um, in our, you know, in our tongue, in our you know, right. in our own right. language. But to the ones who were speaking it, they didn't understand it. Um, right. As far as we know, they were speaking a language that um, they did not know, and and that's the gift of tongues. So there are those who will say that the gifts of tongues is going to be in a language, some kind of language that can be interpreted like a different national language or ethnic language. Um, but the Bible also talks about, you know, if I had the tongues of angels, 
Um, is that part of the gift of tongues? That's where the debate comes in that. But they didn't know they were, you know, what it was that they were saying in that language. They had never spoke those language is what we're, we're getting from. Right, right. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, so is it still a, a toss-up between the two? I know that there's a difference between the utterance of tongues and then the difference in just speaking in tongues. Well, speaking in tongue, again, is man speaking to to God, the praises to and adoration God. of the Lord. Yeah, and and so in a language, an unknown language, uh, the tongues of angels, um, what it does is it's the only gift that edifies oneself. Um, it doesn't edify the body of Christ, um, because Paul mentions that. Um, he says that no one understands him, um, and he goes on, he says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Church, right? So, yeah. So there needs to be interpretation. There needs to be interpretation when it is used in a corporate setting. In a corporate that's what setting, first, right? Yeah, that's what First Corinthians fourteen says. First Corinthians fourteen. All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. God bless. Have a good day. Yeah, you bet. You too. Going to be a lot of confusion on the gifts of tongues and and prophecy and all of that. I believe in the validity of the gifts that they're for today. But in the corporate setting, there is 1 Corinthians 14 that tells us um, how, you know, the order is to be um, and how they're to be used in the corporate setting. Um, let's go to, let's see who we got. Um, pull up my thing. Let's go to Ron in Denver. Ron? Hello. Is this Ron? Yes, it is. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Oh, good day. Um, just had some interesting things happen this past couple of weeks, and I just wanted a question. I have a question. I'm not sure how how I come about the answer, but I mean, we've we've talked before. I'm the mm-hmm. person that's kind of been isolating myself for the past twenty years. Um, um, but on the other, I mean, from people physically, I just work alone, et cetera, right? But on the on the other right. side, I have a ministry that started back in 2006 been online since 2008, touching people, sometimes a thousand people a week. Uh-huh. you with me? Yeah. Okay. Well, out of the blue, a lady let, lets me know that she wants to give to the ministry. Now, this is something I don't usually receive because of the um, the stuff you see, the stuff you hear, etc. You know, right. every time I've sent anything out, it's been out of my pocket. Every time anything's been done, it's been out of my pocket. I've been mm-hmm. given printers and stuff but in the meantime. But anyway, the next day after this lady told me this, when I finally agreed, the Lord told me exactly how much the check was for, okay, a week right. before I got it, and then he told me exactly where it was supposed to go. Right. Um, <laughs> your mind starts rapping, where's all this coming from, right? When I opened <laughs> that check up, it went to feed 90 um, Pakistan orphans, which has well, never been done by the God. ministry before. Well, this is what uh, God wanted. Okay. Yeah. My question yeah. is: I know he's he's trying to pull me out of this shell I put myself in for the past years. Mm-hmm. Um. And for him to speak this out so clearly the past couple of weeks, and for it to be just all of a sudden, wow! You know, is this a one-time right. thing or what? He's not done with you, Ron. He, he wants to use you. 
And this may be something that he's showing you that, you know, if you just open yourself up and, and just again, allow right? him, Start trusting again. Start trusting again. And, and you know, I, I know being in ministry that sometimes it's very easy to isolate ourselves or, um, you know, I, you when I got in. Back, I was excommunicated from a church. Okay. Yeah. And you my get, son was thrown out because he was my son yeah. from a Christian church. Yeah, and it can hurt, and the trials and difficulties, but the Lord still wants to use you, and I'm just going to pray for God's healing in your heart and um, to be used, and ministry is hard. You're going to get, you know, I I look at Paul's ministry. Um, He talks about those who did him much harm and um, the difficulties and how he was beaten and, and he was, you know, persecuted by his countrymen. And then the twenty six about the hate that was in his heart. No, he said, "I pray for my countrymen." You so know, and we're called to pray the, for our enemies, but how do I get past the way? I mean, yeah. I mean, he hurt. told me one night I was reading Second Peter. Okay, I started. It was great, and I got through the introduction. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, right? And he mm-hmm. said, "Stop. Read it again, just like that." And right. I argued. I said, "It's just the introduction." Like he didn't know, you know. He said, yeah. "Read it again." And I finally got the gist of what he was saying. Through the knowledge right. of my son and me, you're going to have multiplied great grace and peace. Right, right, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to pour his grace and give you his peace. And Paul said it to the Corinthian church. It's interesting because they were always, you know, he said, "The more I love you guys, the less I am loved by you," and. He says, it's the love of Christ that constrains me or motivates me. Your love for Christ and the calling that he's put on you. And, yeah, the enemy's going to attack. People are going to come against you. It's it's not always rainbows and lollipops. And you've gone through some hurt. But the Lord will be faithful, and he wants to use you. And you keep your eyes on the Lord. You keep loving him and moving forward in what he has for you. And um, and he's going to bring also others that are going to be a blessing to you and be a benefit to you as well. So, Ron, I want to pray for you, and, and um, I pray that it's wonderful to hear the testimony, how God is saying, I, I want to use your life and um, to feed those orphans in Pakistan. Um, he, he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. So, Father, I pray for Ron. I pray that you would just open up his heart, lead him and guide him. And there's hurt that's there. He's isolated himself. But, Lord, that he would um, get his eyes on you. And it's the love of Christ that constrains him, his love for these orphans, that, Lord, he would just uh, trust and rest in what you're doing. And, Lord, I pray for protection for him and strength in your grace. And, Lord, help him. Help him, Lord, um, to, to look to you. You said that we will go through tribulation. You said those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, and he's suffered that. But, Lord, I pray that he keep moving forward and um, that uh, he would put his hand to the plow and and just keep serving you and whatever you have for him. Just strengthen him in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Ron, God bless you. Thanks See for what calling. happens, huh? Yeah, keep me updated, all right? I will. Okay, God bless you. Okay, let's see who's next. Dan, do we... Um, 
Let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan, you're back. Sorry. I am. Somehow I lost you earlier. Um, <laughs> I just had a comment. Um, a gentleman was talking about uh, when you approach younger generations and they say that they don't yeah. see God. Um, how, do we, yeah. how do we prove to them that we see God? One of the right. best ways that I've been able to kind of paint a visual picture for them is by talking about computers. Well, if we look at a computer or a cell phone, we don't think that it just came together all by itself. We'll, we'll yep. believe that something or somebody created the computer. Well, then yeah, we take it a point. step further. The software program that runs the computer had to be programmed by somebody. Well, now, yeah. if we want to look at our DNA, our DNA is all programmed in one strand of DNA can hold so much information and so much data on it, we could fit a million and a half worth of movies in one strand of DNA. So to have right. that kind of programming and that kind of structure inside the, the fireplace, or fireplace, I'm sorry, inside of, the, of us, I, yeah. I would think that there has to be a creator. Yeah, you know? and that's a good I point. I other way. I like that point that you made about because all the young people can really relate to a computer or to a phone or, you know, this computer didn't evolve. There was it was made. It was created. And and the world around us does the same thing. But the DNA, when they discovered DNA, you know, that did change a lot of thought about evolution and processes and stuff, because DNA is a, a genetic code that, you know, makes up a human or makes up an animal or makes up a tree or whatever the case may be, so that humans produce humans. You know, monkeys produce monkeys. That's all in the DNA and the code, and um, and that is something that's, that is proven in DNA. So, you know, all that information that you talked about. So that's so important. But I, I like your analogy about a computer because they can relate to a computer. Somebody made this computer. You know, somebody made this iPad, iPhone, or whatever. Right, and the creator doesn't have to be in the creation, you know, so you could be outside mm-hmm. of it and be aware of it all at the same time. Yeah, amen. So, hey, good point. Appreciate your feedback on that. Thank you so much. All right, God bless you. All right, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs and uh, some great conversations going on. Let's continue with that with Elizabeth in Brighton. Elizabeth? Yes. How are you, Elizabeth? You're on Calvary Live. Yes. My question is about the rapture. I understand that um, the church will be taken up, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the people. But I was wondering if death is the price of sin, why do they not have to die a physical death? Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, because the scripture says in Hebrews, it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment, right? right. So Paul in Romans chapter five, he says that because, um, you know, um, sin has come into world, uh, through Adam, there's death, sin and death has come, uh, passed to all of us, but through the righteous, uh, Adam, that is the last Adam, Jesus Christ, um, we have life. God has chosen that there will be a generation of Christians that will escape physical death, and that is the rapture of the church. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So um, just as I think Enoch in the book of Genesis, that he 
uh, was, you know, uh, walking with God, and then he was no more. He was raptured. Elijah, he was raptured. Uh, that also, I believe, is a picture of the church. But God is going to take the Christians out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. And I pray that I'm part of the rapture because it would sure you know, be a blessing just to go up into heaven and not have to go through the physical death. Um, but he, he's chosen to do that. It's the blessed promise. And I am looking so forward. Um, I, I pray that I'm part of that generation that gets raptured. It mentioned something like the dead in Christ will go. Did I get it wrong? And yeah. uh, maybe I've got a couple no. extra. No, the you're dead right. The dead in Christ you're... will go first and then the raptured. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. He says, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. So what Paul's talking about, he's talking about the resurrection. He he talks right. about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He talks about that we shall, you know, um, in in a moment in twinkling an eye, we all shall be changed as part of the rapture of the church. But when when Christians die, their body is put into the ground, right? Correct. We've all been to funerals where that body is there um, in the casket or perhaps is cremated, and the body sleeps, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, okay? Yeah. And um, so our spirit goes home to be with the Lord immediately. At the resurrection, which is at this time, First Thessalonians chapter 4 is speaking about, that we're going to get new resurrected bodies. Uh, our bodies that are in the ground are, you know, the corruption is going to be in corruption to where it's going to have new heavenly bodies. So there's a change from uh, there's telestial bodies, First uh, Corinthians 15, earthly bodies, and there are celestial bodies, heavenly bodies. And um, it isn't that we get completely, um, you know, different body. It's our bodies are changed. That, that's really what the resurrection is from that which is corrupt and in the ground to that which is going to last for eternity, a, a new resurrected body. And so that's going to happen first, that those, um, you know, who, um, as he says, dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive will be taken up. But it's all going to happen so fast in the twinkling right. of an eye, so we won't really notice. So those who have gone on before us, just to make clear, they're with the Lord. Uh, right. But the day's going to come when the trump is sound and um, the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God, and then the resurrection is going to take place. Okay, that, yes. All right, thank and, you so much. And Elizabeth, here's some, yeah. something else to kind of think about and chew on kind of the same subject, is in Revelation chapter 11, um, there is the two witnesses that are there. And the two witnesses, um, it is believed by some, is um, as you look at the miracles they perform, it seems like it's Moses and Elijah that are the two witnesses. Um, but some argue that it's Enoch. And the reason that they believe that it's Elijah and Enoch is because they had never died. They didn't go through that physical death, that what we were talking about. And it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. But the thing is, there's going to be a whole—I don't think that argument really holds a lot of weight because there's a whole generation of Christians that are going to be taken up, uh, millions of Christians in the twinkling of an eye, um, that we are not going to experience physical death. So um, 
exciting days, really, Elizabeth, to be living in because Jesus said, I come when you're least expected. Um, I come in an hour you do not know. I believe the rapture of the church can take place at any time. We don't know the day or the hour, but um, it can happen at any moment. So that's why we're told throughout Scripture to be watching, keep your eyes on the Lord, keep waiting, and don't go to sleep spiritually because we are definitely in the last days. And um, I look forward to that blessed hope. And I, again, I, 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 you know, the Lord wants us to live every day looking for Him. And John says in his epistle that he who has this hope, that is seeing the Lord and being with the Lord, purifies himself. And if we live every day with the mindset of today the Lord can come for me, um, because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us anyway, but you know the Lord can come back for us, that's going to have a purifying effect on us, and it's going to give us an urgency that we want to be given the gospel, because the harvest is coming, and, um, and the rapture can take place at any time. We keep our eyes on the Lord, all right? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for asking You are that. welcome so much. You all bet, right. absolutely. All right. Um, had somebody that called in um, that um, has uh, prayed, uh, wanted prayer. They didn't want to be on the air, uh, obviously. I'm sure it's difficult. Uh, recently passed away in a car accident. Uh, pray for their family to be saved and be comforted. Um, so we do want to take the time with us. we got a few minutes left. Lord, for this one who's calling for a friend that was killed in, in a car accident that passed away, how difficult that is. And I pray for comfort for um, the family of uh, the one who was killed, um, for them to to open their hearts to you as comfort comes, that the Christians would be there to minister to them, even through their grief and through their sorrow, that they would know that even as you claim in your word, Jesus is a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, and that you would minister to them and open up their hearts and eyes to you. Lord, I, I don't know if the same request, but somebody uh, texted in a request about a friend that was killed in California um, in a motorcycle accident. And Lord, we just pray for them. Uh, we pray that you would uh, just... Um, bring comfort to them and um, and uh, the two sons and daughter and wife that is left behind. So, Lord, um, for all who are just going through sorrow right now and loss, especially in this time of year, we'll be heading into the holidays. We just pray for you to bring the comfort that they need and the strength that they need and the Christians to be there, to bless them, to help them, um, to be there to love them and to listen. So, Lord, uh, we just lift all this up to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, I, I do want to, while we just got a few minutes left, um, we have here at Calvary Chapel Greeley on November the 3rd, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, uh, we have a grief share um, session of Surviving the Holidays. So that is for you. Get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, 9 o'clock, November the 3rd, um, surviving the holidays. For anyone out there that you know, or perhaps you, that the holidays can be a very difficult time when you're going through the grieving process of a lost loved one. I also know that Calvary Aurora, I believe that they have one, so get on their website as well um, and, um, and, and look when that is. Um, and that is calvaryaurora.org. Uh, 
And there may be some other um, churches in your area that have that surviving the holidays. But here in Greeley, for you up in northern Colorado, uh, that is going to take place on the first Saturday, November the 3rd, uh, here at the church. Uh, Look at our website for uh, directions, 9 o'clock, for that special session of surviving the holidays. And I pray for us as Christians. I think it's a good way to end the show is that we would be available to just minister and love on those who are hurting. And maybe the loss of a loved one, maybe it's just uh, circumstances that they're going through. I noticed that there's prayer requests for somebody for their teenager that's just going through hard times um, and, uh, you know, at school. We need to be there to reach out and pray for others uh, as much as we can. God wants to use us. The Grief Share Surviving the Holidays will be at Calvary Aurora, Aurora November 15th at 7 p.m. So you can look at that, and uh, you can call the church um, and get more information on that at Calvary Aurora. But that's a good source. The church is here to be a hospital. The church is here to be a hospital. And Christians, that you're here to minister to others the love of Jesus Christ, just to listen to them and support them, and then to be able to, as God gives us opportunities, to give a message of hope to others. And that is that Jesus Christ, that through his resurrection, we have a living hope. And and I pray that we're that light. And especially as we get towards the holiday coming up here, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to be thinking about all those things, that that is something that really is the priority as we head into Thanksgiving and Christmas. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for calling. It was a blessing for me to be a part of your life this next hour. Um, We'll talk to you next time, and thank you very much. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.